The following, the following, rated R, rated R, rated, rated the following. Hi everyone, thank you for listening. I decided to record an episode zero for this podcast. Basically, I want this to be my story. Why I decided to do the podcast, what led me to my opinions and how I think and the things that I do. And I figured this be kind of interesting just to give you a little more of my perspective and how I grew up with video games myself. Everyone has a different journey on how they discover video games and the things they enjoy, you know, period. Everyone enjoys different things for different reasons. And this is the story that led me to video games, really. Um, When I was young, I didn't have a family that really dealt with anything of the sorts. No video games, nothing like that. I got my first video game console. I don't know what age it was. I was maybe eight or nine. To put into perspective, I was born in 1999. I'm currently 21 years old. And I was maybe seven or eight. I I was fairly young, and my first video game console was a Super Nintendo that I got from a friend of the family who just didn't want it anymore. Ended up giving me, for some reason, two Super Nintendos and a bunch of fucking games for it. And that was my first introduction to video games, playing games like A Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, playing games like Super Metroid. I remember playing Jurassic Park, a Jurassic Park game on the Super Nintendo, uh, Dirt Rally, I believe it was. It was a lot of games that I played. I still have them all. Uh, I'm actually an avid collector of video games, especially retro video games, and I have all of my original Super Nintendo games that I played, plus a lot more. So that's fucking awesome. I love having that. Nevertheless, I played that stuff for a long time. And during that time is when I started showing signs, I guess I would call it, of of wanting to do more with video games. I caught myself and I I didn't know what YouTube was or anything like that at the time. I think it was before it really popped off anyway. You know, largely when, when doing gaming videos and stuff like that. But I caught myself. I had a camcorder. And not a little camcorder, a giant fuck-off camcorder on my shoulder that you stick a whole VHS tape in. And I caught myself recording my cousin playing Super Nintendo games. I believe the one I recorded was Super Metroid, and I was commentating over the entire playthrough. Uh, And it was just the funnest thing. I remember loving it. And I played it back for my dad and for my cousin, and we just laughed, and it it was a good time. So I have very early memories of, of, of doing stuff like that, leading up to, I guess, what you would call recording for YouTube. Uh, I guess that would be a precursor to that. And I had no, no idea at the time what that was, what that entailed. But I've got signs of it leading back to then. But I played Super Nintendo for, for a very, very long time. And like I said, my family wasn't really someone who, who supported you know, video games, they didn't believe it. I'm from South Louisiana, and, you know, people around here, they don't take to electronics much for the majority, uh, nevertheless, video games. And I'll get more onto that later. But eventually, I did get my next console. I got my PlayStation 2. So I jumped from the Super Nintendo, which released in 1990, to the PlayStation 2, which released in actually i don't know exactly when it released but i jumped i have notes on it but to put in a perspective i'm looking at this screen okay and i see super nintendo 1990 p3 
PS2, I put 2020. I fucked up. I don't know how I did, but we're going to roll with it. Um, but I, I went straight from Super Nintendo to PlayStation 2, so I missed a lot of games in between that. And, like, I, I, I never got any new games. The games I had for Super Nintendo is what I had, you know? It came out so long after, before I was even born. They, they stopped supporting it when I was playing it 10, 20 years before, you know? Uh, I loved it, though, when I had so much fun. When I finally got my PS2, it was a whole new fucking era. Uh, seeing the difference, and I think what really got me into PS2 is some of the games I played a lot. I remember playing a lot of Need for Speed Most Wanted. A lot NBA Street. I played a lot of that. For the most part, though, my main thing that I played on PlayStation 2 were wrestling games, were WWE games. I played... I own every single one from 2006 to 2000, and I believe 16 was the last one that I bought. I bought them for a very long time, and I played. That was the only thing I played. And when I think of wrestling, is also something I'm very passionate about, something I love a lot. And I think of wrestling very similar to movies, to video games, to all of that. It's an art. Uh, people think of it differently, but that's how I think of it. And I remember writing my own storylines, and that would keep me occupied for so fucking long. I just absolutely loved every single second of it. Writing my own stories, creating my own champions, my own legacies in that. And I played a lot of that. So up until, fuck, what was it, 2012, when they stopped releasing the current-gen wrestling games on PS2, I played PlayStation 2 until 2012 when they stopped making them for the console. So I'm like, fuck, well, I have to get a PlayStation 3. So I begged my parents, hey, you know the one fucking video game series you guys buy me every year? Yeah, I can't have that anymore. We gotta buy the new console. So I ended up getting a PlayStation 3, which was fucking awesome. And from there, I started finding other things I was interested in. Because until that point, I didn't really have any other friends, you know? I had friends, and going back to the recording bit that I did when I was younger on PlayStation 2, I had friends that we recorded with a newer camera, but we had stuff stacked on books, a camera, recording the TV screen while we commentated over wrestling and did our own storylines. So once again, that, that seed came back into my life that I had at an earlier time uh, at that point. Then I went over to PlayStation 3, and that's when stuff really started to pick up for me in terms of gaming in, in general. Uh, I played a lot of video games, but it really started to pick up. And I played a lot of Black Ops 2. That was the game that pulled me away. And yes, at that point, I was, like, I was born in... In 1999, and Black Ops 2 released, I believe, in 2012. So that's how long, it was 13 years until I really started playing video games. You know, uh, like different video games on a regular basis, like a normal person would, branching out and trying different things. I didn't realize the vast, it sounds stupid, but I didn't realize the vast quantity of video games that were out there and the different kinds there were, I didn't understand it. I didn't have a lot of friends that played video games. I didn't have a lot of friends in general growing up. 
So it was really just me. And that's how I enjoyed video games for a long time. PlayStation 3, I made friends. I got really good friends. I met friends at school and started playing Black Ops 2 with them. And that was a very... I remember getting my PlayStation 3 for Christmas and booting up Black Ops 2 and being like, holy shit, wait, I can play online with other people? And I know by this point that wasn't a new thing. That had been around for years and years and years before. But for me, it was a brand new experience that I've never, never seen before. And I, and I, it blew my fucking mind, as stupid as that sounds. It was a whole new experience for me. And, and it, 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 it birthed into something amazing. Uh, from there, shortly after, actually, I ended up getting uh, Xbox 360. Because I had a lot of friends from school that played on Xbox 360, so I went to 360. And from there, especially around that time, is when some old things come back from my past. When I mentioned where I live and how people react to the things that I do. I was always told that, no, you're not going to sit inside all day. You're not going to play video games all day. It's stupid. It's a waste of your time. Go do something productive. Go get in the boat. Go fucking fishing. You're not going to waste your time doing this. And for a long time, I had to go along with other people. And you might be thinking, oh, you're just bitching. You want to just be lazy and sit on your ass. That is a perspective, and you're allowed to have it. But I wasn't happy with my life, with the way anything was going at that point. I was being taken from something that I enjoyed and something I found solace in, something that I found comfort in for a very long time, this new world I just discovered. And I was being told, nah, fuck it. You don't get to do this. This isn't the right thing. This, this isn't what you are going to do. This isn't a thing that fucking grown-ups do, adults. And bear in mind, I was like 14, 15 years old, but I've got people telling me this isn't what you do. You need to grow the fuck up. You don't get to do this. So I was depressed for a very long time, and I went along with what people wanted me to do, not doing what I wanted to do, what, what I enjoyed. And like I said, it might be simple, and I know people go through a lot worse than this, uh, and this is my own fucking, you know, issues. But that's how it was for a long time, and I couldn't just do what I wanted to do in life. I had to go along with what other people wanted. And what really helped me through that was I finally discovered YouTube and watching gaming videos on YouTube and, and just that helped me beyond belief because I couldn't sit around playing video games all day that I wasn't allowed. You know, I couldn't do what I wanted to do. I was forced to constantly have to please other people and do what they wanted me to do. They didn't want me. They wanted a fabricated version of me. I was not what they wanted when they envisioned me to a, and to a s extent. I'm not, I don't have the personality nor the interests that they wanted. Uh, so I was drawn in the opposite direction of what I wanted. And I didn't have a choice. 
So I, once again, watching YouTube videos, and I do believe that got me through that time. And it made me happier. It made me feel like there are other people in the world that have the same interest as me. That, you know, I'm not alone in, in this thing that I enjoy when everyone else around me tells me it's this terrible fucking thing that I shouldn't be doing. There's other people out there that feel the same way I do, that think the same way I do. And I eventually, with a uh, large screen TV, a keyboard, like a musical keyboard with a rack on the top for sheet music, and an iPhone or an iPod, I started recording my own YouTube videos. And I started on the game that really brought the forefront to me, which was Black Ops 2. And there was a channel that I loved watching. At the time, it was named Xbox Ahoy, now it's just Ahoy. And he did a lot of weapon guides for, for Call of Duty, and I loved watching them. I loved the in-depth, the, the way he, he made it look professional. It was, it was amazing. So I'm like, I'm going to do my own. And I did a full weapon guide for Black Ops 2. I even did one for Call of Duty Ghost um, at a time, and that was my first dip in. And like everyone, they all start with a phone or a camera recording their TV screen, because who the fuck knows what a capture card is at the time? But I was doing it in secrecy, because when I brought it up to my parents, or my mom, really, because I lived alone with my mom, uh, she was fully against it, did not want me doing it. She heard the things that I watched. I was watching people like uh, The Crew and Vanoss and all of those guys. That's who I watched primarily at the time. I spent a lot of The Crew. The Crew was my fucking jam back in the day. And that, that's what she knew when she saw YouTube. and wouldn't allow me to do it so I did it anyway and I loved it I I made so many videos on my on just my iPhone uh it it was even though no one watched to be able to take part in this this thing that really has been building up for years and years and years that when I was younger on the Super Nintendo I showed signs of this is what I want to do you know, and finally I'm doing it. And over time, I ended up getting my Elgato and I got a really, really shitty computer and I was able to actually record stuff uh, and and edit. And it was amazing. And I loved every second of it. And it was rejuvenating that I I was finally able to do what I wanted to do. You know, not... No one... They, they still didn't agree with what I was doing, and a lot of it I did in secrecy, but it made me feel better. And it got me through those times of everyone around me wants to change who I am and what I enjoy for their own fucking benefit, not really caring about, hey, what is it that you want? And if anyone listening to this can learn anything from this story, is if you have kids, and I cannot stress this enough, your job as a parent is to nurture and to support a child in anything they are interested in, as long as it is not harmful or hurtful to them or anyone else. Your job is to support your children, not your job to shape who they fucking are. And I wish I could tell everyone around me that when I was younger. That is not the way you fucking treat the situation. 
and I'm around young people uh, that that are in that similar position, and I do my best to to let them know that they're not alone and that they can do whatever they want to do. Don't worry about what other people want. Do what you are passionate about and what you believe in, and it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks about you. And that's the important thing in this situation. Eventually, I got through that, and my family supported me. When my mom started seeing, and I'm like, hey, you know, doing all this, I want to go to college. I want to learn, and I started applying myself more and becoming a better person in general because I was doing what I wanted to do. I was passionate, and I was happy. And then eventually, some, not all, but some of my family started supporting me, and that that finally it was over. I didn't have to worry. I didn't have to worry about pissing everyone off around me, you know, and I, I stopped. I stopped giving a fuck about what they wanted me to do when I started being me, and that was a big turning point for me where I, I just threw my entire life into video games. Since then, I mean, I played, I, I started getting into single-player games. The first, the first story mode I ever finished in the video game was Call of Duty Ghosts. This should tell you how far behind I was in the world of video games, and I still had no idea. I was only scratching the surface. I got Xbox One when it came out, and I played the fuck out of it. As old as I am, my love for video games really only started around when the Xbox One came out and the PS4 came out. And over these past, what, Seven years or so. I, that's annoying by the time between the console cycle. I think it was like 2013, something like that. I, I've just, I've grown as a person. I've grown as, as an individual so much. I continued doing YouTube for years and years and years. I, th- I think three, four years is, is the grand total. And I still upload stuff every once in a blue moon, but it's just not to the point where it was anymore. Eventually... I did start uploading on, I did stop uploading on YouTube and I started doing something else. I started looking towards live streams and that was another thing that helped me a lot at a later time, looking towards Twitch. And Twitch is definitely the version I prefer when it comes to YouTube and Twitch and all that kind of of, of production and I, I love Twitch. That live interaction element really helped me it made me feel more like I belong. And specifically, people like Professor Broman and King Athalian, and if you know them, you know what that game was from, and it was from Destiny. Destiny is a game that brought me out of my shell. I used to wake up every morning, turn on their live streams, and just grind bounties all day across like two consoles that's all I did I love destiny from destiny I met all of my friends through destiny uh that's how we all bonded eventually we all bonded through destiny and they're friends that I still have to this day and I hold in a very very high regard my best fucking friends in the world love them all to death that game did more for me than anything else. And the streaming and the community element along with it, just feeling like, once again, somewhere where you belong, and I cannot stress that enough, how much YouTube and Twitch did that for me. 
in a, in a time where I had nobody, where I had nothing. It gave me somewhere to belong, and it was very important to me. And that game is is the reason why I am who I am, and it, it is the reason why Destiny 1, at least, Destiny 2 has its issues, but Destiny 1 will always be my favorite video game of all time. Because no matter what is going to come out in the future, and I'm not saying the best. Let me just get that first. I'm not saying the best video game I've ever played. I'm saying it is my favorite. Nothing will ever beat the people I have met and the memories I have made. Nothing. No video game will ever do that for me again. It, it, just, it can't. It's a very special thing to me. And I don't think anything could ever top it. But after... Uh, after Destiny, it, it just everything started going crazy. YouTube, I did YouTube during Destiny, slowed down, did GTA Five, went to more skit-based stuff towards the end, but I ended up dropping it and wanting to focus more on live streams. And I, I've done live streams. I streamed over at Twitch. I still do, but my current situation doesn't allow me to with my internet, so I can't. And that's the thing I really want to do. And that's what kind of led me to wanting to do the podcast. I grew from watching people, other streams, people like Excessive Profanity and Man vs. Game, who are some of my favorites right now. Fucking love them. Uh, the more in-depth way of looking at video games, of, of critiquing video games, of looking at video games as more than just entertainment and more as art. And I, I've been doing that more and more and more over the past year and really tried to be better with my words uh, and explaining what I like, what I don't like. That's another reason why I think this podcast is coming to be. I used to do it all the time on my Twitch streams. I would start every single stream with like 30 minutes of talking and I would stop in the middle of playing a game and talk and talk and discuss, for example... I streamed Yakuza Kiwami, and I played Yakuza 0 maybe a year or two before, and most parts were similar, but the combat just felt different. It felt different, and I don't know why. I do know why now, but I didn't at the time. So I just, I had to stop and break down and discuss, okay, what what's the differences? Why is this different? Why does this feel nowhere near as good as Yakuza 0? And eventually I got to that point. But posing those questions and trying to figure out what are these minute differences, why does this feel different, brought me such a new enjoyment of video games that I didn't know was there. So I went in really a very short time to learning about what video games really were to trying to figure out what makes them tick, why I love them, why I hate them, why I think things are bad, why I think things are good, objectivity and subjectivity, learning these things has been a big step in my process in growth along with video games for me. Um, it's, 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 it's been a major, major thing, and very quickly I went from having nothing and being no one to being someone, having friends and people that care about me and my interests really uh and just being happy you know 
And I guess I've always been searching for that fulfillment. And that still still bothers me to this day. The feeling of fulfillment and doing something important. And I want to be an entertainer, I guess. I want to be... And it's weird. I want to bring smiles on people's faces like I that was done for me back in the day by the same fucking people that I've mentioned. Those, that, that's all I want. That's all I've ever wanted. I want to do for other people what those people did to me. Give them a bright point in their day. Something they can look forward to. And there are still people that do that for me today. The issue isn't gone. It's still there. Uh, there's still very much a negative stigma on what I do and who I am from people. And I've learned to ignore that more than anything else. But it's still there. Still nags at me. Still eats at me. And I still need my escapes. And I want to help other people with the same thing. And that that's the whole goal behind everything that I do. And there's so many things that I'm interested in that I want to dip my toes in that I'm slowly working towards. But I think this podcast is going to be a good thing because I have a lot to talk about. This is this is not going to be the tone for every episode. Let me just say that. This one is more somber, more quiet. There's a reason why this show is called Rated R for Rants. And I, I cannot stress enough that I go off on tangents about things that I'm passionate about. You will hear me bitch about fucking EA probably a hundred fucking times and other companies like it, like Bethesda and all those dumb son of a bitches who all they do is want to fuck up the gaming industry all the goddamn time. Trust me, that is coming. It will be here. But this is just, I had to tell my story and why video games mean so much to me. Why they are so important to me. And when I got older, I really started to feel that more and more and more. I remember writing a paper in high school about why gaming is not... Because people, most people look at gaming as a negative thing. Most, you know, normal... I guess you say normal people. The, the wide majority of people in this world don't respect fucking video games for what they are. And I was tasked to write an argumentative essay on, you know, just discussing something. And it was why video games are a positive influence on people's life. And when I told when I when I told that story, when I wrote that and my teacher read that, I I think I did a good job at conveying my feelings and I told a story that I tell to a lot of people about the power of what video games can do and the togetherness of YouTube and Twitch and really this this story sums up the entirety of why I want to do the things that I do. Once again, bringing it back to a streamer called Professor Broman that I used to watch. I remember watching him, and there was someone that came in his stream and chatted a lot. Um, the kid was... He had cancer. Um, he's in the hospital. And he kept on coming by all the time, and he enjoyed the streams. And he was so happy. The kid, he ended up making it into the new past New Year. And I remember it. I remember waking up, and I remember watching the stream. And he got a 
notification. I think it was a donation um, from that account. And it was the kid's mom. And she thanked him because of what he did for her son. Because his, her son had a place to belong, a welcoming place, she thanked him and said, because of you, because of what you did for my son, I got to spend extra time with him. Because if it wasn't for this place, if it wasn't for you, if it wasn't for this community, I would have lost him sooner. This kept him hanging on. And ever since then, I, that, is, that is what drives me. Because it can make a real difference for people, whether you understand it or not. The smallest things can do so much. And I'm there. And if it wasn't for that, that community aspect, for that all being in my life, I've got a strange feeling. My life would not have continued. I wouldn't be here. Nevertheless, in the position and the mindset that I'm in now, it did a world of, of difference for me. And I can never thank the video game industry and these these people that streamers and YouTubers, they do a public service, man. They really, really fucking do more than they could ever know. They really do. I can never thank them enough for me and for everyone else like me, bringing people together from different backgrounds, from different walks of life. That's why I'm here to do this and everything I've done and the more I will do because there is a debt that can never be repaid for me to the video game industry and to all these content creators out there. And I will do whatever I can do to help people that same way. And if I can do that while bitching into a fucking microphone about the video game industry and making it extremely entertaining, then that is what I'm going to do. That's the whole premise. That's me as a person. That's, that's what led me here. I came from a place where I knew nothing. When I found the light at the end of the tunnel, I was quickly brought back into the darkness. And eventually, I found my way out. And I found the direction that I need to head to get to my destination. And so Rated R for Rance was born. I really hope I didn't bore you all too much, and I really hope that you don't listen to this and think this is the tone for the rest of the podcast. While there will be there will be a lot of discussing, there'll be a lot of ranting, there'll be a lot of entertaining conversations, but nothing quite like this. And I don't know if I did my story justice completely. Because I did jump around a lot, and pardon me if I was scatterbrained in the middle of this, but it's a story that I think I've only told in bits and pieces, and I've never told to this extent to anybody. So, it is very nice to finally be able to get it out. And, once again, it just, 
all the thoughts rushing back and trying to remember everything. It just scatterbrained. So I apologize. The next episode will come in full fucking force. The plan is to release one of these a week. We'll see how that goes. That is the current fucking plan, and I want to spice it up with extra bits, but you will know whenever I decide to spice it up and add extra stuff. The first episode, I'll just give that out right now, is going to be me talking about Final Fantasy. Final, uh, Just recently this year, there's a lot of games that I missed, so I, I, I experienced stuff late, and I played Final Fantasy 15, 7 r 7, and 9, and I want to talk about why I think Final Fantasy is going in the complete wrong fucking direction with the last two releases. So that should be a really fun episode, something I'm really passionate about, so we're going to have a lot of fucking ranting and profanity and all the fantastic things that are really my fucking calling cards. Or that That's me. And it's it's what fucking, oh, I love. I love the discussion. I love the passionate discussion. And that's coming. This will be released at the exact same time as episode one. So whenever you hear this, if you hear this first, episode one is already out. Go check it out, please. And I hope, I really hope, if you stay to the end, first off, thank you very much for listening to me, a fucking nobody really, but tell my story and my perspective on the video game industry. You will hear more of that over the coming weeks, but in a whole different tone. Thank you very much for listening. See you guys next time. The following, the following, rated R, rated R, rated, rated, rated the following.